one. Liverpool 6, Leeds United nil. This is the Shankly Sessions, folks, the Liverpool podcast we bring you each and every day on the upper tier. Head over to YouTube and smash that subscribe and bell notification button. What a win for the Reds. Certainly a scoreline that will keep us very, very happy as Reds fans. Also boosts our goal difference towards Man City's by four. Absolutely vital that we got the three points. But certainly a scoreline that flattered Leads more than a flattered us. I mean, it could have been 10, it could have been God knows what it could have been. I mean, the little sort of um, the lob by Salah, the chance for Robinson, the chance for Diaz. Nearly everyone on the pitch had a chance. Um, but listen, we'll take 6 0. We gladly take that and move on to the Carabao Cup final. Of course, the goals on 15 and 35 from Mo Salah, both penalties. And nice to see Mane going over there talking to him after the penalty was won. And I don't know whether he was giving him a bit of advice or telling him which way to go or what it was. A little throwback kind of to the AFCON or something like that. But isn't it great to see Mo Salah and Sadio Mane both smiling and both on the score sheet? Score sheet, I should say. Joel Mato popping up on 30. What a goal from him. Runs out with the ball, sprays it out to Mo Salah, continues his run in the box. What a ball from Mo Salah and what a finish by John Matip. Striker-esque. And then Mane, of course, on 80 and 90. And Van Dijk polishing off the win with a header on 93 minutes from a corner. One that I called in the preview after witnessing what United did to Leeds in the box with those two headers, the Harry Maguire one. These guys don't know whether the zonal mark or whether the man mark or somewhere in between. And I said the game was tailor-made for the likes of Matthew and Van Dijk to get on the end of a, a set-piece or a corner. So fantastic to see Van Dijk at the end there. Um, as I said, a scoreline that flattered leads more than a flattered us. We were in control for the whole game. A massive gulf in the difference and leads in serious trouble at the moment. Um, on Mo Salah, 160 goal contributions overtakes Didier Drogba now, but with 72 less games. I posted it on Twitter there last night. Um, absolutely unbelievable for Mo Salah. I think most people on this show know how much I hold in high regard Didier Drogba, which just tells you how much I think of Mo Salah. Also zoned in on his new technique penalty. He doesn't do that kind of side up kind of run and shimmy he's just very direct and to the point and puts the balls away two sublime penalties as well um but the gap closes now at the three points and the title race is really in liverpool's hands now um you know if we win our games out and um, not saying we will but if we do we win the league um likewise for man city so that game at the Etihad, although it's absolutely vital, I think there will still be a few turns and twists in this title race on the way to that game at the Etihad. And it may not necessarily come down to that. We have a lot of big games coming up over the next four weeks and so have Man City. So let's see what happens there. Um, we just got to say, we say it on the show all the time, every game's a cup final and it was great listening to Klopp. He turned around there and he said, look, we're not necessarily looking at Man City. We just look at each of our games on the way um, and we focus on it game by game. And I think that's all you can do. Just keep on knocking games off, being professional, going out, not complacent. Don't take anything for granted and go out and just do a professional job. We are fighting on all four fronts, of course. The first of potentially four trophies coming up this Sunday against Chelsea, which will be a very tough game down at Wembley, a.k.a. Anfield South. Um, so really looking forward to that. Um. I thought the Matup goal was the pick of the six, really, wasn't it? It was just like, it was so simple, but yet so brilliant. 
Um, and it's, it's, it's amazing when you simplify this game, how easy it is to score. The one thing I was encouraged about last night is not only were we creating lots of chances, we were getting lots of chances on target. And this is something I've mentioned in a couple of match reaction and previews, that when we get into that final third, there's, there's, a, there's a kind of an urgency and a panic about us. I know in the build-up we're kind of like that, but there's an urgency and a panic about us that doesn't let us just calm down in the moment and put the goal away. And Matup was the epitome of that last night because that man is so laid back anyway. He just glided into the box, simple ball in from Mo Salah, and puts the effort away. No, no, no hassle, no urgency, no body position all over the place. Just as simple as you can get. Brilliant goal, and definitely the pick on the night. Um, as I said, Mane back smiling again, which is absolutely fantastic. He looks like he's really up for this at the moment, you know. And I suppose with Diaz coming in as well, these guys, you know, we have such a front five or six now. It's 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 incredible to see where we are now in terms of the options that we have. Um, you know, it's just. We need to talk, I suppose, about Fabinho and Thiago. That that actual tandem between those two, when you see those two playing together, which is definitely two-thirds of our best defence, and then the question is, do you put Hendo in there? Do you put Harvey Elliott in there? Do you, who else do you put in there? For me, it's still Hendo, I think. Um, but those two in there, Thiago, he's so creative in the way he looks forward to stuff and you know, how he picks things out and stuff like that. But when he has to do the dogged work, he's no problem doing the dogged work there with Fabinho as well. And they hunt in packs like a pair. If you noticed them last night, when Leeds picked up the ball, the two boys were on them straight away, winning the ball back. And I think Thiago now, Klopp mentioned that scientifically they're finding a way to keep Thiago fit, which is fantastic to see that they're actually figuring out what to do with him now. Um, but he's pivotal in this run-in. We need him to be available for nearly every game from now to the end of the season to give us that chance of, of securing another league title and especially in the Champions League as well as we move into the latter stages of now and the quality improves. We're going to need the quality of Thiago in there in the middle of the field in terms of his passing, in terms of his tandem with Fabinho and all that kind of thing. So really, really important. Um, I think Leeds from the onset, I think they came out and... They wanted to try and play, but I think they knew that it was like, you know, coming here, Liverpool, the way they're playing, the situation that Leeds are in, no Bamford, no Calvin Phillips, no Liam Cooper, missing a lot of players, no Coke, obviously, with the head injury the other day. Um, They knew that they were going to be under a lot of pressure. There's no doubt about that. Um, And I think it was more damage control, and I think they felt that way as well. I think the boy Rafinha, I think it's very difficult for him as well because... I think where he is a very good player and a quality player and he's been linked with us, I don't think he's at the level of Liverpool. I don't think he comes into that Liverpool team the way Luis Diaz comes into that Liverpool team and, and hits the ground and figures out the Klopp way and the Liverpool way. I just don't think he's that type of player. Um, correct me if I'm wrong and let me know in the comments, Reds, what you think about that. You know, Curtis, obviously... Not great, kind of grew into the game last night, a little bit rusty, um, had a couple of um, shots, but was kind of way off, gradually improved slightly in the game. Obviously, it gets more comfortable when we score a few goals and stuff like that. But again, a little bit rusty, has missed the last two games, so um, we can forgive him for that. Um, great to see Origi coming on. Origi comes on and he's just like, 
you know, one of these guys, if he if he was a if if that was a different player at a at a big club, like you say with Man United and Ronaldo, when Ronaldo comes off the bench, like he's just pissed. You know what I mean? Or if he's on the Sus bench, he's just pissed. Origi looks like he's just loving life at Liverpool and he's happy to be a part of it. Came on last night and that sort of run in on Meslier that he did and the ball just sprung for Mane and Mane scored. When you see him and Mane celebrating and Origi has a smile that lights up the whole of Anfield, it was just incredible to see it last night. Um, But yeah, I mean, we need to roll on. Big game coming up. Sunday now, the Carabao Cup final against Chelsea. Not going to be an easy game. Um, but certainly, I would absolutely love to land another domestic cup. Um, I know most people kind of try and pass us off and go, ah, League Cup and stuff like that, you know, but it'd be nice. It'd be also nice to go ahead in the League Cup again in terms of the amount of wins compared to Man City. Um, but yeah, it'd be lovely to start off with that trophy and build on that confidence, then heading into a, a tough period of four or five weeks of tough games coming ahead. So it'd be nice to drag that confidence in. Let's get into the player ratings. And of course, this is a kind of weird one, this player ratings, because, you know, I was so gassed by Liverpool winning 6-0. And obviously, I turned around and I said, not only do we need to get the three points, obviously they're vital and fundamental to the title race. But we needed to also put up a score because I thought that like goal difference could be really significant in this. Um, and that's exactly what we did. And it could have been a hell of a lot more. But in terms of in terms of the ratings, I mean, we'll go down through them here, you know. But, you know, was anyone less than a seven? I mean, Jones, you could argue, was maybe a six, but grew into the game. But there's factors affecting that. But I think everyone else was a minimum of a seven, weren't they? So we'll go through them anyway. Allison gave him a seven. Didn't really have a lot to do. My heart was in my mouth a little bit that time when uh, Dan James ran in on him there and he hit the deck and stuff like that. I was thinking, God, did he make contact? Was it a penalty? What's going to happen? Boom. But uh, he was fouled, obviously. Um, and then the recovered the the recovery from I think it was Matab on that side of Van Dyke recovered it and played the ball out. But seven for him. Trent got a seven, just doing what Trent does, controlling the game, um, moving the ball around really, really good. Matip, I gave an A2. Um, just for that run alone, I mean, he just takes the ball up, sprints out with it, feeds it out to Salah, continues his run by the Leeds defence, like they weren't even there. I'm sure they turned around and they went, Joe Matip, what the hell, where did Joe Matip come from? Um, but took it lovely. Van Dijk, I gave an A2 as well, um, always in control at the back. No major issues at all. Makes the game look fairly easy, especially with Joel as his partner there. There's a confidence there between the two. But also delighted he got up and he got that header. Because um, I like, I often say on the shows, I really like when other areas of the pitch chip in with goals like our midfield and our defence. So the pressure isn't always on Mo or Mane, Firmino, Jota, whoever it is up front, Lewis Diaz. Um, so delighted that he had picked up a goal. Uh, Robinson, I gave a 7 to an absolute pest as always, you know. Probably would have given him an 8 if he had to bang that one home, the one in the middle of the box. And I was thinking, the ball comes to Robbo in the middle of the box. What's Robbo doing in the middle of the box? So like, there was guys, the interchanging last night was something that I don't think we all picked up on. I mean, there was guys just popping up, Matt popping up in the box for the goal, Robbo popping up in the box on his own for a shot. Like, there was guys just popping up out of nowhere, but it was absolutely brilliant to see. Fabinho and Thiago, I'm going to do the two together because I think they're such a great pairing and such a great tandem. Um, Give them both sevens. Um, Could have given them eights. I mean, Thiago's just sublime and Fabinho is absolutely... He is royalty in terms of that position that he plays in. Um, Jones, I gave a 6-2. Um, didn't have the impact that I thought he might have in terms of the creativity going forward and stuff like that. Did carve out a couple of half chances, 
but a kind of a blast was really that didn't really do much. Grew into the game a little bit more as the confidence grew in the team with a few goals, but certainly um, looked a little bit rusty on his return into the side. Salah gave an A2, probably could have given a 9, to be honest. Um, two brilliant penalties, regardless of whether you think there are penalties or not, I have to say. <laughs> when Dallas handled that ball and the camera went on, it was kind of yeah, I fucking handled it. Sorry, you know what I mean? Because everyone else, other players on the lay same were going absolutely ballistic about it. And Dallas was just strutting off, going, Yeah, it was me, <laughs> you know. So hilarious, but two brilliant penalties. The man A1 again, whether you think about it, there was contact and he went down. If there's contact and he goes down, it's a penalty. So, uh, two great penalties from Salah and also a brilliant assist for that matchup goal. I thought was absolutely excellent. Give him a nine. Man A, give an A2. He's been under a lot of scrutiny scrutiny over the last few weeks and stuff like that and um, Luis Diaz coming in and all has questioned all the Mane, Luis Diaz will Mane leave and all this kind of stuff I think Sadio Mane is absolutely vital to the team and I think when he's playing well and when he's happy he's unplayable he's absolutely brilliant we've seen it last season how reliant we were on him and Mo was a little bit off um, but absolutely brilliant to see him smiling absolutely Brilliant to see him and Salah celebrating together. The smiles, the camaraderie, all that kind of stuff. It was absolutely brilliant from both of them last night. Uh, Diaz, I gave a 7-2. Very unlucky with that ball off the left where he came in, cut in. He should have really beat Mesley. He went far post, but smacked it straight at him. But very unlucky. But I tell you, he is a player that's going to go into a game and he's going to bang a hat-trick real soon because he looks to be at home big time after a couple of weeks absolutely brilliant and he also looks like he's loving playing with his new teammates so brilliant to see Lewis Diaz bedding in there and getting game time and stuff like that absolutely brilliant on the subs Milner came in gave him a six doesn't really have a lot to do really just coming in for a run out um, Henderson I gave a seven to I thought Henderson was a big big one because he came in and he kind of grabbed that game again at a time where in the second half the first 10, 15 minutes of the second half was kind of like going through the motion kind of thing again. And then he came on and he went, no, lads, let's go. Let's pick it up. And uh, it was great to see our captain coming on and doing that and grabbing that midfield by the scruff of the neck and getting it going again so we could bang in more goals. Um, Origi came on, gave him a seven. Uh, that run in there where the ball popped out from Meslier, from Meslier and Mane ran on and scored. I thought it was really, really cool. And I just... I just loved, I love to see Origi involved in the team. I think he has a lot to offer Liverpool. I think if we use him more and utilise him at the right times, but feel a part of the squad, feel a part of a potential league winning team and get involved as much as he can. He gives us a different option. He's a little bit awkward at times for, for defenders who don't know what to do with him, but he just offers us something different that the front three don't necessarily offer us. And I think it's vital that we keep him heavily involved. Um, as we get this run in over the next, I don't know, we could have maybe 15 or 20 games left potentially, depending on how we go in the Cups and Champions League. And I think we've got 12, 12 or 13, 12 games I think we have left in the league. So he's going to be absolutely imperative to be used. Well, this has been your match reaction and player ratings. The Reds with a 6-0 comprehensive win over Leeds, laying down a marker. Back to you now, Man City. Um, tough game away at Everton, I think, at the weekend. Let's see a Frank and the Blues. What a weekend for them. If they beat Man City, we celebrate. If they lose to Man City, they could be banging trouble in the relegations area. So let's see what happens at the weekend. We're off to Wembley. 
to try and win our first trophy of the season. And we will be dropping a preview for the Carabao Cup this week on the channel. Keep an eye out for that. We'll also be doing a Premier League preview with Darren. That'll be dropping this evening. And we'll also be dropping a beat to Bookie. So let's see what Darren's picks are. Until next time, Reds, at Twitter, at Session Shankly. You'll also get us on Gmail, the Upper Tier Podcast at gmail.com. And you'll get us on TikTok, the Upper Tier Podcast. And of course, we're on Facebook, Instagram, audio version of the show, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. And we'll be back again real soon, Reds. Let's do this.